Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine Pod. Today is March 8th, 2023, and we are only three weeks from opening day. Three weeks exactly? Well, but since you're going to go ahead and ruin it and tell everybody that it's March 9th, like, so we know that's coming. It's March 8th. But, right. But by the time they watch us, yes, three weeks. Nice. Um, it's coming. It's coming quickly. Um, and in 20 minutes, we have the Giants playing Team USA. Miles Michaelis starting the first game. Yeah. And Wayno going to start the first game, right? Uh, the Britain, Great Britain. Against Britain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my guy, I saw some video today from the, their, I guess you can call it practice, but like, I guess it's probably more like a workout. And my God, that team is full of stars. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That, and then I also saw the Dominican or, and the Puerto Rican lineups. Oh my. Also very, and also team Mexico, you and I were talking about this earlier. Well, I just texted you a thing. Team Mexico lineup. Very, very good as well. Japan. We know that they're going to be dangerous. I am really excited for the world baseball classic. Like in the past, I've always like, it's been a while since we've had one, but 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. Like I, I, I am, yeah, I, I'm going to be, although I did not get up at 5 a.m. this morning to watch. No, I did watch last night though. Um, boring game. So weird for it to say live on your team on your TV, and it'd be like twelve o'clock and it's daytime where they're playing. It's actually kind of cool. Taiwan. Um, yeah, Ty- Peter Moylan, an Australian, was was one of the announcers in Taiwan for a game being broadcast in America. It was very strange. It was a, it was a strange scene, but good game. I mean, Netherlands won. A lot of we talked about this earlier too. A lot of professional baseball players I weren't aware were from the Netherlands. Are from the Netherlands, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the one one of the surprises I had was Alex Verdugo on Team Mexico. Did not realize that. That's I did know that. Me, me being an idiot, I guess, but didn't know that. So that was cool. Um, also, by the way, th- think we might as well since before we get to what we're going to talk about. Uh, Ho hum. Jordan Walker had two more hits in an RBI today. More importantly than that, um, one of the hits was off Garrett Cole. I don't know if you saw his comments after the day. He was like, "Yeah, he's the best with the best of the day." And I did. He's like, I honestly, I didn't really even know who he was, but he was batting third, and he was like six foot seven. And then he said, "He's like, yeah, I got, I jammed him on that first, um, on that first at bat." He's like, and then the next at bat, he just smoked the first fastball he saw. The thing that's funny, he would have been three for four, but Angel Hernandez called his first at bat. He had a ground ball down the line. He called it foul, and then changed immediately to fair right after. So Jordan stopped running, or he would have been three for four with an infield single again. Shocker, shocker! It's Angel Hernandez. Like how? How could we have guessed that? Um, also, big, Donnie with a left-on-left bomb today. Off Wandy Peralta, too. Who, yes, who I is a lot nasty. Of people don't, a lot of people don't watch Yankees baseball, probably. They watch this, at least. Um, one of the better left-handed relievers in all of baseball. So, yeah. Were you watching? Did you hear the Yankees? Like, I was watching the Yankee announcer feed on mm-hmm. MLB yeah. TV. And it was they Jack were like, Curry. Well, yeah, they they were very excited. Yeah. Like, they, they do not, you know what I mean? Not excited. Like, I shouldn't say excited. That's not the word I, I mean, but... They were like, oh, my, like, you don't see that against Wandy Peralta very often. No, no. And he did leave a pitch up, but my God, he crushed. I just kept going. And the Three sound jabs. of that, he hit, he smoked that ball. Yeah, he's already 60% of the way to his whole total last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's um, so weird. Like, uh, we talked about this last time, and, and we'll get into the pitchers here in a minute. But I don't know whether to be super excited. Like, you know, because you can't, I mean, how many times do we see a guy come out and hit Fort, like eight jacks in spring training and then they're terrible for the first two months of the season or we never hear from them in the spring training or in the regular season but I I, I feel like it's, it should be tempered I guess optimism but man I'm geeked up about the squad because they are they are facing obviously guys trying to make a team but they're just putting together good at bats and when you put together strong at bats that's going to translate into the regular season as far as I'm concerned it also seems like all the things you wanted to see guys work on like you want to see Carlson hit better against right-handed pitching. He has two homers against them and three extra base hits against them. You want to see Donovan maybe add a little bit more power, um, just drive the ball more. He's obviously done that. You want to see Gorman hit some hit for him. I mean, just consistently hit the ball, to be quite honest. He just struck out three times today. Two were against Garrett Cole, and one was against the lefty, whatever. Yeah, but he Peralta, looked really good. Did you see him shake his head at the end of it? Like, he threw him a nasty pitch, and he, mm-hmm. he just, like, one of them just shook his head. Like, you got yeah, that, like, that, you was, got that, that Yeah, that was gross. Um, And then – I mean, all the guys, and then Jordan Walker, if you had any questions about him, I think he's answered all of them. So he's yeah. in the top three in all of baseball in like every offensive category. So we're getting well, close. We're getting close we to being able to say he's made the roster. Yeah. Are you I ready? I think about to, are one you, more week. I mean, I think we're going to talk about this on the next pod, 
But mm-hmm. are you ready? I, we'll save it. Save it. Just we'll ask the question because it could change my name. Are you ready to say that he is on this for 26-man roster and will be in left field opening day when you and I are out there? By, by the way, that's where we're sitting. Like, we'll be right there by him. We might be, become BFFs with Jordan Walker by the end of that day if you think he's going to be there. Uh, my, my answer would be no, I'm not ready to say it's for sure yet. Because he could. Coward. You're a well, No, I'm coward. just saying he could. Uh, he, I mean, he is a 20-year-old who is going to start facing more and more major league pitching as cuts go and it, spring training gets more competitive as it goes. So he could start to struggle and then, you know, but I, I what if I had to guess, I would say he won't struggle, but he might. So no, I think, like I said, you, if it's a week, we're away from the day and he's still doing what he's doing. I think we've got our answer. Obviously you and I have never ever played anywhere near the level that any of these guys has. However, do you buy into the theory that as you move up, the levels and when you get to the majors from a guy who has really strong plate discipline, it's, it's, I'm not going to say easier, but you become a better hitter because the pitchers are around the strike zone a little bit more, which helps you. Like if you have a good plate, which obviously we have seen Jordan Walker has very good plate mm-hmm. discipline. I think the one key is going to be some uh, here soon. He's going to get a lot of sliders. Like that's when we're going to be able to test. He got a, he got a bunch today. What do you think? Like, do you buy into that theory or do you not? Uh, for some that. people, for some people, no, it's just, it's way harder. I'm talking um, about a guy like Walker who has that. Yeah, um, it could, it could, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that one. He's going to be flying like in private jets. He's not going to be taking bus 20 hour bus rides. So that's the comfortability factor. He's going to be making a lot of money. So he doesn't have to like, there's a lot of things. He has better weight programs. He has better food. So yeah, it's a more comfortable environment. I don't know. It's just, I think it's just person to person. So I can't predict who's going to feel that way and who's not. I guess my point, my point was more when you're facing pit, like or young at the lower levels, you got a lot of guys throwing really, really hard, but you don't know where it's going. You get closer to the major leagues. Those guys are around the plate all the time. Yeah. And I yeah, just feel is... like it's like we saw, we saw J-Rod make that adjustment early, struggled early on. And then we saw him make that adjustment, became better with his plate discipline. And then we saw what happened with Julio Rodriguez last year. Yeah, it, it can. But the thing that also like to go on top of the fact that they know where they're throwing it. So it's going to be around the plate more. They also know where you can't hit and they Fair. also don't miss yeah. that spot. So then that's where it gets tough. Cause if he does start to struggle against sliders low and away, then that's what he's going to see. So yeah. we'll see. I'm yeah. interested to see how he adjusts because that's going to be the thing. He's never, he's never struggled. Like he, he has never struggled at least in the, in his professional career. So I'm interested to see, cause he's going to struggle. It's the big leagues. Everyone struggles. I want to see how he responds to that. So that's going to be one thing. Yeah. I'm looking for. Did you see they upped him to six, six now? Yeah, six six two fifty. Now he was six five two thirty last year. Oh man! Um, all right. So last week we talked. Our last time we talked about Flaherty. We talked about Wayno. Um, we just want to kind of wrap it up with the other through the rotation. Like this rotation has been set in stone essentially since the end of last year. I mean, I know people were clamoring to go get an arm. They weren't going to do that. There was unless you like you you came on here and talked about it earlier. Unless you were going to trade one, you weren't going to go sign one. They're not going to six-man rotation. They're not just going to add a guy to move one of our guys that they have to the bullpen. So that was never going to be a thing unless there was a trade made. So to round out your rotation, we've talked about Wayne, we've talked about Flaherty. Um, Miles Michaelis, when healthy, we know what we get from Miles Michaelis. Um, Jordan Montgomery, I think we saw what, when Jordan Montgomery came over, that's kind of who he's been everywhere. His ERA was a little bit better here. But, I mean, he's been a very solid pitcher throughout his career in New York when he's healthy. Um, and then – Steven Matz, that's the guy I think a lot of us, including myself, are very excited to see a full season of Steven Matz. Yeah, yeah. Full seasons of Steven Matz don't happen very often. So hope that we get to see one of those. Um, yeah, my, Miles, I think, to lump him in with the other two, probably shouldn't. Miles, is, he was our ace last year. Like, If you want to say ace, he was the number one in the Cardinals rotation last year. Far, by far, like nobody was even close to him, in my opinion. I get Quintana started game one, but he wasn't here the whole year. Miles was that consistent presence where if you take out that horrible start in Colorado, where it was just awful. I mean, God, that was horrible to watch. If you take that out, I mean, he's like, I think he might be a below three ERA guy for the year. Um, the thing with Miles is so interesting to me. He's about to start. So I can't wait to see at eight o'clock how he looks against, I don't remember the giants. I think he's facing, but things that's interesting to me about Miles is he's kind of now after one year of 200 innings viewed as a workhorse. Do you know what you're going to get? When in reality, he was great last year. Don't get me wrong. You don't really know what you're going to get because he was hurt in 2020. He was hurt in 2021. And in 2019, he wasn't very good. 
So, no. like, while while last year was great, and if he continues that, awesome. And he looks like he's in better shape than he has been. He said he's been lifting heavier. He thinks it's going to help him, which is which is great. And I think the pitch clock is going to help him. I don't I, even as much as I want to say Miles Michaels is the guy I trust, and when he's healthy, I do. I don't think you can even really say that about him. Yeah, it's it's hard. And and to go back to Matt just for a second for the people who because we didn't get to see. We we had a glimpse, and then he feels. You want to get to Matt after, Michaelis? Okay, that's fine. Sorry. Well, let's finish Mike. the conversation Woo! that we just started. Well, Woo! I hate when you do. I hate well, when I started you it with Matt's, and then you said no. You started well, maybe with we Miles. Go to Miles Mike. You, you started it with Miles. So we Miles. ended up to going to Miles Mike. That's not what happened. You started with Miles and went down the list. Well, sorry. Well, respond to what uh, I said about Miles. You like move <laughs> off topics. To you know how this this brain works. Okay. All we'll, right. We'll, we'll fix, it. fix it. With fix Miles, it. like I said, I I. I, I go back to, again, if Jack is healthy, it just takes a little bit of pressure off of everybody in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Right now, Jack is healthy. I think that, that that allows you to slot Miles into that number two role. In my opinion, Miles is probably a very solid number three. Here, he's probably he's going to be you. Okay, that's fine. And I'll give you that. But I think he's a great number three, right? Yes. And I think most Cardinals fans true. would agree that if Jack is healthy and you've got a guy to go with him, either slotted above him or right behind him, that makes this this even better, which that's what the trade deadline is going to be for this yeah. year. Yeah, okay? you know what? Also, um, but I do. Oh, so no, go ahead. You know what? Also, like with Miles, I think our view of what a two is has changed so drastically, even in the last three years, because of the rotations the Dodgers have built, because of the rotation the Met the Mets have built. Um, and I guess we should get to Quintana at some point because I think that ties in with the offseason discussion of pitchers, but because of the rotation the Astros have built, like the two now is like a one for most teams. Like they have two ones. Yeah. They don't have a two. Um, so Miles, he is like, if we're going back 10 years ago, that's a great two. A guy that did what he did last year, uh, right around the three ERA that throws 200 innings. That's the guy you want. That's like, that's the number one, like 10 years ago. He, right. It's so interesting to me. I have a question for you in this day and age in baseball, where we are now, do you think Miles Michaels can be a two in a rotation that wins a World Series? Absolutely. Absolutely. You do? Uh, I do. And here's why. Like we saw the Braves win it two years ago with in the World Series without Charlie Morton. Max Fried wasn't great in the World Series. He was um, great in game six. Okay, fine. He was great one of his two starts. The other one, he was not good at all. Mm. We saw, and here's what I will say. And even though we're not going to do a big thing because we don't know what it looks like yet, so that's why we're not doing one on the bullpen. I really believe what Cody Whitley looked great again today. Jake Woodford looked mm-hmm. awesome today. Zach Thompson continues to be that guy from the left side. I have said this before, and I will continue to say it that I think that we have a bullpen that allows our starters to not have to go more than six, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. even five, maybe early in the season, if you want to, or whatever. But six, all right. And you've got a yeah. lot of options in that bullpen with the extra arm that I, I just think are, are going to have no problem coming in and getting mm-hmm. out. If again, knock on wood, if everyone is healthy. So I think yeah. a miles Michaelis, you give miles, go out there and give me like, we saw the playoffs guys are going five. They're not going six or seven in the playoffs. Very often. Five and dive, nobody it. does that anymore. Five is what you need in the playoffs. Miles Michaelis can go out and give us a solid. He did it last year. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I think a lot has been made. He made one bad pitch. Sorry. He made one bad pitch to Bryce Harper hit an absolute mile. It wasn't a bad pitch. It was a get me over that he jumped. So Um, that was it. Which happens. But at the end of the, uh, here's my thing. I would like Miles to be the three. It is what it is. I think something that hasn't been talked about enough is it seems that team, it seems that teams that heavily rely on their rotation, like the Mets, like when they, they were heavily relying on their Grom and Scherzer because while their offense has some guys in it, it's not the deepest, not the deepest lineup you're going to find. Um, the Phillies really relied on two guys, and and eventually they flared out. I think teams that solely rely on the top of the rotation guys, it's great to have them, but teams that really rely on them, those are the teams, they don't win. Like, they don't win. The team won a World Series, I guess the Nationals, but even then, like Juan Soto and Rendon were fantastic. And, and, yeah, playoffs. you had the Nationals with Scherzer and Strasburg. Yeah, like so, Strasburg, but then they had Corbin, yeah. so that was, yeah. yeah, so, but that's also like we're talking about four years ago now. 2020, yep. like the Dodgers complete team. 2021, like you just said, Braves were just hot. Like that was just crazy right. run they went on. And then 2022, you know, the, the Astros had the best bullpen maybe ever, but also the rotation was really good. But at the same time, their horse, like the guy we call an ace, was not an ace at all. He was yeah. not very good. It's no longer the days of Pedro and Schilling or Schilling and Randy Johnson or, you know, the, Kevin the, Brown the, the win- and those guys. Like those, 
those days are no longer. The weird like, thing about that, not, though, is that is teams are still trying to do that. Like, you look at the Mets. They had DeGrom and Scherzer. Like, they thought those two were going to be those guys. It just I, – I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that these guys are throwing so hard nowadays that by October they may be a little bit flamed out. I, mean, I don't know if that is what it is. But it, it is like they're building rotations to be the 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 Shailene Johnson or the Carpenter Wayno or whatever you want to call it. But it's just not going that way. It's not turning out that way in the playoffs. And I think yeah. it's weird. And it feels like fans were dying to go sign two aces. Like they're, that, that's not been the winning formula. Here, you even look at Houston, who won last year, obviously outside of Verlander. But look at the guys who were the key contributors. Those were all homegrown. Or traded for it, and they got him in the minor leagues. You, I mean, you look at guys like Garcia. You look at guys like Fram. Javier. You look at guys like McCullers. Um, who, don't, what list, did you don't say? list Javier fifth. Well, Javier, I, I was just going through the list. <laughs> he was, My point he was, was incredible. all of those guys are homegrown. You yeah. know what I mean? Granted, you went and got Ryan Presley and, and, and everybody else, but I'm talking at the start, like, that's what the Cardinals – I mean, it's – I will ask you, I'll I'll kind of send this right back to you. And I've said this on Twitter and I get eviscerated sometimes for it, but it's true. When was the last time a ball club signed a top free agent pitcher and within three years, two years, won a world series? Within two years? Yeah. Let alone the year they signed them. Yeah, that's a good question. That's it. I mean, I guess the nationals traded for Corbin, but that's not a sign. Signing. No, I, I, and, you I know, don't the, know. The, the, the Astros Charlie traded Morton. for Verlander. Charlie Morton. Charlie, Charlie Morton might be the guy. That might be the one. But he, was, he yeah, wasn't but even pitching in the World Series. No, but he was awesome to get them. There. Right. He I agree. Incredible. But what like what I'm saying is, I'm I'm first of all, I don't believe the, the Yankees are going to win a World Series this year. And they went out and spent a fortune on Carlos Rodon. I Justin don't Verlander, believe... too. They signed him when? back last year. They signed him back yeah, last but, year. Okay, but he was within their system. My point is going outside of the system. To sign a big name free agent. Yeah, you're right. More often than not, it's the trades that do it. Right. Or the homegrown guys. Walker Buehler, yeah, yeah. Clayton Kershaw. Problem is in Urias. You know what? Like, that's what where I'm People get upset. About, like, we always want to go spend all this money on these free agents, but history tells us that those guys aren't winning World Series. And this team wow. has the nucleus to win a World Series. And it also has the nucleus to make a deal at the deadline if you need to, yeah. to add that guy. The problem is the Cardinals developed those guys and they shipped them off. Like right. Well, two of the top five Cy Young you know winners, them. two of the top five Cy Young award winners were in your system and you didn't know what you had and you traded them both. That's a problem. Right. And I just address but that. Hold on one second before you before. If you're not going to trade for them and your method is to develop them, you can't trade them away. OK, but here's the problem. Here's what I'm going to say. All right. Give massive props to Zach Gallon and Sandy Alcantara because sure, yeah. Sandy Alcantara in in the Cardinals eyes and in baseball perspective eyes and in many uh, MLB GMs around the league who have come out and spoke about this was a number five starter or a bullpen guy. That's what he was destined for here in St. Louis. That's how he was viewed. So give him credit for going to Florida, getting with somebody and working his ass off and becoming a Cy Young pitcher. Zach Gallen was a, a bottom of the rotation guy. That's what they had him projected as. Prospectus had him pegged as a middle reliever. So let, let's give those guys some massive credit uh, but and not way, just like, go eviscerate it, the Cardinals for that. I'm not eviscerating them. I'm saying the Cardinals need to know better than everybody else what they have. They okay. do. Okay. And they need All to know right. how to get the best out of what they have. Sandy Alcantara has an electric arm. There's no reason he should have been destined for a bullpen spot. That's because of the way the Cardinals have been thinking for years. And that's why Ryan Helsley is in our bullpen right now when who knows what he'd be doing as a starter, but he's never going to well, get that chance. Okay. To play devil's advocate, we saw what happened with Jordan Hicks last year. So like, they waited four years. I understand, but you know yeah, what? I'm, not like, having Chapman never years. started for a that's reason. not that's not fair, Dad. You can't wait. Say Jordan Hicks, you're going to wait for four years while you've been a reliever for the last four years, and then we're going to give you a chance five years later, and then oh, there's your chance. You didn't prove anything. Well, he hasn't been a starter for four years, so they never gave him a chance. Okay, I think though we have to give Alcantara and Gallon more props I'm not than give, we have. To I'm not nail not the giving Cardinals them credit. I'm not not giving them credit, but I'm going to give Randy Rosarena credit as well. But that doesn't mean the Cardinals shouldn't have gotten more out of those guys because we know they have the talent. We've seen it. Well, don't, I mean, Rosarena takes the video that has to lead to some of them being traded. But you I know, just whatever. said my thing is, if you're going to draft and develop arms, I, one you got to right. get the most. You got to get the most out of these arms, and two, if you're not going to go get them, you can't trade them away. No, you're right, and, and and well, the good thing now is we have a lot of them in our minor league system. Yes, so. Hopefully those are those guys on the way Um, going from miles, because I think we are, I mean, I think everybody knows 
when healthy, we know what we're going to get from Miles Michaels. Outside of 2019, when he wasn't very good, didn't pitch in 20 because of the injury. 21, obviously, down year. Last year, very, very good. Great in 18. Um, gave him the extension. You can question that all you want. But for two of the five, I mean, that two of the five so far, he needs to be good again this year. I, I look for him to be good. I know you've talked about an extension. I, let's just let that one play out. He's getting Miles an extension. Michaels. Okay, well, there you go. I, I would bet within a year. week of him coming back for the WBC, he'll be out. He'll be extended. Okay, um, let's get to Jordan Montgomery. All right, uh, we only got to see him after the Bader trade. He was very good, three point one one ERA last year. This is a guy who throughout his career, and obviously early on, not necessarily the best, had didn't pitch as much. But for the last three to four years, we you're going to get a guy who's going to be between three point five and, and a three point nine ERA, and a guy who's going to get you. Like we, we keep talking about strikeouts, when you guys are strikeouts, he's almost a, a strikeout in any guy. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's going to be better than that ERA you just said. For multiple okay. reasons. One, he's got the best defense in baseball behind him. When he was with the Yankees, he didn't have that. Two, he's not playing in Yankee Stadium, right? So that inflates your ERA. He's not playing in Yankee Stadium in the American League East. So those two things, like that, that's going to help him a lot, I think. And three, he he's he's developed his slider back again, apparently. So he's adding pitches. I think Dusty Blake's hopefully going to be able to get the most out of him. But I do think there's something to want him playing behind in Bush Stadium instead of Yankee Stadium, which are complete opposite stadiums, and also having the best defense in baseball behind him. And I know the Yankees' defense was really good last year, but that was an outlier. That wasn't how they were the two years before that. And he talked about coming over here, like whether it was Maddox, whether it was Wayno, whether it was Yachty, whether it was all of the above, they got him throwing that fastball more, and we saw the success of that. Um, mm-hmm. I I just think that Jordan, you know, Jordan Montgomery's going to probably slot into the number four slot. He, honestly, that that's not a bad guy to have in that kind. I mean, I I guess maybe I'm too optimistic on some of these guys, and people look at me as trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not. I'm just looking through what Jordan Montgomery's done here as a Cardinal, and honestly, what he's done his last three years uh, in the major leagues. I mean, you're talking about a guy who who can get you a strikeout an inning and go out and give you six innings every night. Yeah, and. I mean, the the thing about the rotation that's so interesting is it's everyone people are saying it's bad. It's not a bad rotation at all. That's just wrong. No. It just it lacks upside. That's fair. But I think it's a rotation of twos and threes with Jack Flaherty. Obviously, we talked about him last episode being the X factor that can be more than that. But twos and threes, and we'll see what Wayno does this year. But that's right. what it is, and it's good to have a bunch of twos and a bunch of threes. The problem is they haven't been able to get into. They had, don't have the top end guys that have gotten them into a situation where the twos and threes and your depth actually matters, which would be a five, seven game series because they keep getting bounced in the first one or in the first se- in the first series. So if they can get past that goddamn first series, I think their depth is going to be a big advantage over the opponent because not many teams have five twos or whatever you want to say. Um, but if we're going to be honest, the, the last two wild cards that we didn't get to those series you're talking about, we didn't lose because of our starting pitching. You keep saying that. I don't agree. We didn't. We didn't hit, Caleb. We didn't hit. We okay, okay, runs stop. last year why didn't and won the year before. Okay, why didn't we hit? What do you mean, why didn't we hit? Why didn't we? Who were we facing? Why didn't we hit? Okay, we lost game one last year with a 2-0 lead after Utana gave us me. a great and, – and we lost with our all-star closer. Okay, hold on. How many – how many – we've gone over this so many times. How many teams – would pull their game one starter of a, in a playoff series in the sixth inning of a shutout game. Well, we've seen it happen. I mean, hey, go talk no, to Blake zero, Snell. No, zero. It hasn't happened. Blake Snell, that was that was what? That was four years ago and we're not the race. I'm just telling you. Well, you we want to go to the race the model? They've never won anything. That's what I'm saying. Verlander got have, pulled early last year. DeGrom got pulled early last year. Were there, were there got shutouts? Early last were they shutouts? Were they shutouts? I'm just, I'm just saying. That was my question. My question was, how many people are pulling a, a guy with 70 pitches in the sixth inning that's your game one starter of a shutout? None you're of them. seeing and it the more and more in the not, playoffs. You're not. You're not seeing that at all. Javier, got, those well, we guys don't just get saw it last in the year. Sixth I just gave you three examples. You didn't because those guys, none of them were throwing shutouts. So you didn't give me okay, any. DeGrom had given up one run. My apologies. He'd given up two, I think. But that's not my point. My point is the reason they didn't score runs is because they were facing Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. The Cardinals don't have those guys. If they did, the other team wouldn't be scoring any runs either. That's why we talk about they need that ace to develop in the postseason or you're not going to win. It's not just as simple as the Cardinals didn't score runs. Well, the Cardinals faced Max Scherzer in 2020. Most people don't score runs off him. That's why they're not scoring. They don't have that guy right now. But 
but we know that they had plenty of opportunities. They just did not come through in the clutch. Because they're we facing Max Scherzer. Yeah, but they put together really good at-bats, and they had him on the ropes multiple times. But they didn't score because he's Max Scherzer. I don't – that's okay. what I'm saying. But the Phillies didn't score because he's Jose Quintana. I mean, I guess. Like, but zeros just... are zeros, dude. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm not arguing that I don't want to go into a uh, playoff this seven year with Flaherty and fill in the blank. Hold on. That I don't want to do that with Flaherty and another guy. I'm not arguing that. What I'm telling you is our pitching held up their end of the bargain. That's what I'm telling you. No matter if they went five yes. or six innings. And through eight innings last year, eight and a third, our pitching in the game one did their job. I'm not saying they didn't. I'm saying you're looking at it from one perspective, which is our perspective. If you're a Phillies fan, you're saying Zach Will and Aaron Ola are two aces and they shut them down. Not the offense failed. So that's okay. what I'm saying. You're, you're looking at it from one side, and it's kind of short-sighted. The reason we didn't score is because we're facing the best pitchers in the world. We don't have one of the best pitchers in the world on this team. Unless Jack Flaherty steps up, that's been the problem. They need to have someone that can go out there and shut the other team down. They don't have that guy. And if they do have that guy that is Jose Quintana, they don't trust him enough to face the top of the order three times because he's not good enough, and they know it. Okay, I, I agree, and I understand that. But let's also not forget that team with Scherzer didn't win a World Series. That team last year with Nola and Wheeler, they got there. They didn't win a World Series. No, but the, the team with ha- no, but the team with 10, Javier 15, Valdez and Verlander won the World Series. That's three but number two of those ones. guys were homegrown. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, that's, that's, I get that, but that's not the point. I don't care if they're homegrown or not. They need to develop someone that can one strike people out, please. Yeah, anyone that can strike. I think, all, out. I think that's the dusty. But play. also, that, that's dusty. You got to have some. You got to have someone that can shut the other team down, and it kind of scares them. Like you go into a series and you say we have Nola and Wheeler. And they have Quintana and Michaelis. Like their confidence is a thing in this sport. Your confidence raises quite a bit when you see that. I'm just telling you, Quintana and Michaelis held up their end of the bargain. They didn't. Michaelis did. gave two runs in like four and a, four and two thirds. That's not hold. That's a, yeah. almost a five ERA. The point was they scored zero runs in that game. They scored two off of Michaelis. No, we the Cardinals. Yes, because we were facing Aaron Nola. So I don't care who you're facing. If you score zero runs, you don't win. Yeah, I, I get it. You, that case, you have sure, to beat Aaron Nola. Yeah. You have to be able to be good pitching in the playoffs. Like, you're not going to see, like, number five pitchers in the playoffs. I'm, so I'm not, whether, you, whether or not that's, that's, you're okay, facing good true, pitching or not, the... <laughs> you right, have but to But the Phillies did them. see number five pitchers. They saw a guy. They, they did. Like, that's let's be honest. Who like, shut them I mean, down? Michael is the number five pitcher. I mean, they're not number five, but they're middle of the rotation pitchers. Like, Jose Quintana is not an ace for any team. No, but they still did their job. Okay, we, we can keep going on about this and, and whatever. We're not going to get anywhere. But let's get to Stephen Matz, all right? Let's get to Stephen Matz because this, to me, I am really, really intrigued because we didn't get to see the, the Stephen Matz last year. Like I said, we saw him come back. Tried, he's pitching very well. Tries to feel the ball he shouldn't feel in the end of the year. Matz mm-hmm. is another guy who can go out and get you nine plus K's per nine. Like he's another guy who can do that. I'm not telling you that he's going to come out and be a, a sub three ERA guy, but I do believe once again, with the defense that we have, Matt's is a guy who can get you strikeouts when you need it. He is a guy who also probably eat, who can eat up some innings. And he is a guy who's had some, a lot of success throughout his career. Now he's had some hiccup years. Don't get me wrong, but I also think this is another guy who might be out to prove something this year. Because, you know, you can say what you want, that there are guys, oh, well, he's getting paid, whatever. I don't believe that professional athletes feel that way at all. Like, I, no. I think this is a guy who's out to prove a contract that, mm-hmm. that he was signed. And, and I just have a feeling that we're in. We, Matt Day looked really good on the heels of Jack Flaherty. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see him. If he stays healthy, again, we can say that with everybody. But I just truly believe that Matt's also. But you're, you are correct when you say, and we've talked about, it, it's a bunch of threes and fours. Yeah, well, twos and threes, not threes and fours. Okay, um, that's fair. Well, I, Wayne I mean, is maybe, probably not a two or a three. It was last year. Um, okay, I don't know. He, if had, sub, he, had, year, a, but. he had a sub four year. Well, we haven't seen that happen yet, so we can't really. But what I, what I want to well, – okay, well, I had something I want to say. Oh, Matt's – I mean, he's obviously – he's not – does not. I mean, he, he busted his ass to come back last year when he could have easily just said, hey, I – or something in my knee i don't yep. have to come back and he was really good out of the bullpen he was really really good two days ago i think it was now we're against the against i don't know who they faced i guess the astros that's who it was astros, he looked, i thought he yeah. looked i thought he looked really good um his command was good the thing with him he's got to be on the field like it's at this point 
they have so many they have so many guys that just consistently get injured in their rotation where it's just hard for me to vision all five of these guys making it through healthy. And I guess you can say that probably in every rotation. But for Steven Matz, when he's on the field, I mean, his season with the Blue Jays that we got him off of was a really good season. And the contract we also paid him looks really good right now. I mean, go look at what James right. Tyone signed for. Like, Steven Matz can be every bit as good, if not better than him. And he's signing for what Taylor Rogers got. Like basically yep. Taylor Rogers got three for 11. That's hit that. I mean, three for $33 million. That's what Steven Matz has left on his contract with the Cardinals is three for $33 million. So the contract itself looks pretty good. If he can stay healthy. Um, I don't know. What to Honestly, I don't even know what to expect from him. Me I think either. he's going to be good Me if either. he's healthy, but I am excited to see. He wasn't very good before his injury last year, but we also don't know how long the injury was lingering. So I don't really know how to evaluate it. I'm, I'm kind of excited to have two lefties in the rotation. Been a, it feel it might not be. This is probably wrong, and somebody will correct me on this. It feels like it's been a long time since we've had two lefties in the rotation on opening day. Yeah, yeah. Because like, last, let's say the last two years we have. Um, no, 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 no. To start to see, I don't. Yeah, I mean, half I, and left. I'm talking about. To yeah, start I don't the think season. there was ever a season where Jaime Garcia was here where we had two of them. I there. So I there might have been, and I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't think somebody, so. But I really don't. Think I don't so. remember it. No. Yeah, because um, he was the guy who was only lefty for a while. Yeah, I, a lot of question marks in this rotation. There's no doubt about it. There are a lot of question marks. But I also feel like you've got guys who are proven big leaguers. It's not like we're. It's not like we are question marks around 22 and 23 year old starting pitching. Like we have depth, and which is what I want to hit on a little bit. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But Woodford looked really good today. Um, I think you've got obviously you got Palante sitting there. You've got Libertor, who we don't know yet. We just don't know yet with Matthew Libertor. A lot of people are ready to write really him off. I'm not. Yes, he yeah, really I, so I don't know yet. That's all I can say. I don't know. Um, you also, who am I missing? There's another guy Dak. I'm missing. Oh, Hudson. Hudson. Like, there is depth. There has, how is, I'm going to sound really ignorant here. How has Hudson looked this spring? Because honestly, I don't think I've seen him pitch an inning. I want to say this as nice as possible. He's a pitcher. <laughs> huh? He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. He pitches. So you're saying he's not a rotation guy? He shouldn't be on a major league roster. Okay. He's not All really right. good at anything. All right. His pitches are below average. He gets smoked and he can't throw strikes. Okay. That's there what I'm So I, I don't even want to talk about Dak. Honestly, I, I wish nothing this I wish nothing but the best for Dak. I hope he figures it out. But right now he's a liability. You think he starts here at triple A? I think I she should. I put him in double A. I don't yeah. really care. Because you can't um, put him in the bullpen when you got these other arms. No, right? and for like, me, like Jake Woodford. I was gonna say this. Wilkie Jake Woodford today, ninety seven. Let me finish. Please. Sorry. Okay. There it is. There it is. Well, Jake Woodford is who they think Dakota Hudson is. That's my biggest problem. They keep talking about how Jake Woodford needs to do this, needs to do that. His peripherals, this, I don't care. The guy gets out and he doesn't give up runs and he went against the Yankees lineup. It was the actual Yankees lineup today. I get it spring training, but it wasn't like seven minor leaguers. Like the Cardinals rolled out there. Like have rolled out there at sometimes. It was Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton and Anthony Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, DJ LeMahieu, big, real big league guys. It was a full nine of their actual starters. Um, and he threw four shutout innings. Like the guy has earned a spot on this team. And I think a lot of us believe that if someone goes down, Dakota Hudson slides in there for the sixth spot. I don't know why it shouldn't be Jake Woodford that gets that chance. He was great in 2021 you. down the stretch. Yeah. On that winning streak, he was in our rotation the whole time. He was good last year. Yeah, when he was up, I right. I don't get their hatred for Jake Woodford. I get, but there um he's worked with Dusty Blake a lot on his slider, and apparently his slider was not good enough. They didn't like all the peripherals on it, but he's really refined it. It's a little bit tighter of a break. He's getting swings and misses on it. He struck out Aaron Judge today. Um, he he looks really good, and I think he can pitch to contact and also get strikeouts. But more importantly, he doesn't walk everybody. So I, I, I don't know why you want to give him a chance over Dakota Hudson. Yeah, I think we're in agreement with that. You think Pilante's just bullpen guy now? I think that's what – you think that they're not really getting him ready to be a starter? He's a, he, I think he's think? that swing man, that swing man that we like to okay. talk about, where he's going to be in the bullpen and be really, really good because he is really good. But I also think if you need it, we saw it last year, the guy can do whatever you want. Um, guys like Pilante are very, very valuable. That's why you see guys like Michael Lorenzen getting $9 million on the open market because – He's okay with going, and he's going to be a really good bullpen piece if you don't need him in the rotation. And then if you do need him in the rotation, it might take a week or two to build him up. We're getting him some, like, opener starts. But he's going to be able to do that. And last year, I mean, I don't know where the hell the team would have been without him. Like, he kept him afloat. He had some bad starts, but he was a rookie trying to figure it out. But 
I mean, he's he's great depth to have. And I think more so than any other of the last two years where we've been in July and we're like, Jesus Christ, we don't have a pitcher. We got to go trade for Jay Happ and John Lester. I think now the guys that were the like, like last year was Hicks and Hudson were a four and five in the rotation to start the year. Now you've got a solid five and those type of pitchers are the depth. Now they're not the guys you're relying on. And then when they go down, you go to a tier right. below them. So I think they're put themselves in a good spot in terms of not having to go get two starters at the deadline. And we haven't even talked about Tink Hansu. Oh my, what he's fun to watch. He's, he's a couple years away. Graceffo got knocked around. Understand. I understand that. Who cares? Whatever. Both. But you've got Graceffo, you got Tink Hansu. McGreevy maybe if eventually and you got Jerpy like they're all on their way they're yeah. and, and Connor Thomas another yeah. one I'm interested to see he's looked he's not been very good so far um but he was great Arizona Fall League pitcher of the year yes. or I guess it would be of the year of the sea I don't know what you call it down there because it's what yeah. like a couple weeks but he's been really good like they've got depth they're not going to run out of options it's just how effective are those options going to be and also can we make it to where we don't have to use those options because the five guys we're relying on right. can stay healthy for a year? Because yeah. wouldn't you like to just have one of those years? Like last year, you look at the Yankees, other than Frankie Montas, their whole rotation was pretty healthy the entire year. And the Cardinals just have one year where the whole rotation's healthy. Because I'm telling you, if the rotation would have been healthy the last two years, we would have won 100 games. But you have those lulls in the middle of the, in the middle of the year where you don't win games for weeks at a time because you don't have starting pitching. If they can just stay healthy, I, I mean, it's probably a, a high nineties to a hundred win team, but I don't, I don't Agreed. know how likely that is. Um, and the Yankees now the opposite Nestor, you got Montas, like who knows what's going to happen. I heard Nestor is going to be okay though. Okay, I good. Glad to hear that. Which I'm glad. We're, I love we're nasty Nestor fans. So he's we're great. For that. It makes me sad him and Kershaw aren't at the WBC. But that's yeah. Yeah. That hurts. The, that hurts the team a little bit too, but it's all right. No doubt. I mean, yeah, it definitely does. It is. It is what it is. Those are um, two great pitchers. All right. Just to, to switch a little bit before we get to the mail, mailbag and get out of here. Uh, do we have a catcher backup catcher controversy? No, you don't think so. So you're not buying into, you think that's to put, you think those words are to push Andrew Kisner even more or do I don't, you, so you don't, you're not buying into Barrera at all. It's nothing against him at all. I think he's done a great job this spring and I've been really impressed. I just think Andrew Kisner is one of those guys the clubhouse loves and the pitchers love. He has a good relationship with all of them. He knows them more importantly. It would be weird to me, and I think kind of not very beneficial to the team in any way, if you have a new catcher like Wilson Contreras to not keep Andrew Kisner to try and help him when you have pitchers that he's familiar with, he's been around for five years, and Wilson Contreras is new. Like To bring in another new catcher, I don't think that would help anybody. Can you explain to me the people – who are crying for Yvonne Ivan? Ivan? I don't know which one it is. I need to learn. I think it's Yvonne. It's got to be Yvonne, right? I'm going to go with Yvonne. Yvonne. Ivan I'm, sounds like Russian, right? Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Yvonne. The, that they want Herrera to be the back, like a 22-year-old still developing, they want to be the backup catcher. Like, can you make that make sense? Like, there are people screaming this because they think that's good for the team. Yeah. It's not. People want the best 26 guys on the team. I get it. One, um, Ivan Herrera, he's an incredible talent. Don't give up on him, please, because he's really, really good. Agreed. But, but he he needs to play every day. He's got some maturing to do too. Like he, yes, he's not ready to handle that daily grind of of um of game planning and being in those meetings and leading and helping lead those meetings, which I do think Andrew Kisner is going to be able to help do. Like he's going to be able to help Wilson Contreras. I've already seen videos of them talking a lot because Andrew Kisner was catching bullpens all off these. I'm on, I agree with you. Guys. So Ivan Herrera, well, well, he, yes, he's probably, I don't even know if he's a better option right now because I don't know. He's so young and he's so raw, but at the same time, like Ivan Herrera's best, the best thing for him and probably the team, honestly, for him to go ahead and figure out how to hit at the AAA level. Agreed. Because he's done a good job with that and his bats, what's going to get into the big leagues, but also to learn how to, um, with Pedro Pajas, I think is going to be the other guy there for those two to be able to learn how to control a pitching staff and run a pitching staff and call a game. With Trace Barrera, who's probably also going to be there. So I, the best thing for him and the team is for him to be in AAA. I, I was going to ask you that. Do you think Barrera is a guy that they might look to trade at the end of spring training, or do you think they'll go ahead and keep him Barrera? in the system? Barrera, yeah. Did they just they, – no, they just signed him to be depth. I'm just saying, do you think they put – do you think they carry three catchers at the Memphis level? That That's my question. They do or a do lot. They do, they they do that deal? sometimes, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I I, just, I, I don't know what they'll do. Um, They might move – maybe Paz is in Springfield. I don't know. 
I actually probably not yeah. though. He's a, he's a guy too that people can talk about. He's a really good catcher. Yeah, and who's the other young stud besides Crooks? They got another uh, Bernal and Crooks. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, a couple years away, but those guys keep an yeah. eye on them. They'll be jumping up right. I, I assume Crooks will be in Peoria this year. They both will. You think both of them will be down there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anything else that you wanted to hit on that we've seen from Cardinal baseball in the last couple? Of, obviously, we just were here a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to see them back on TV. By the way, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else the, you wanted to hit on? The one thing we didn't say kind of caught your eyes. Yeah. The thing we didn't say, um, this is our final player profile um, for the year. So we didn't say that yet. So we're done with that. We're going to get into spring training games. And I'm trying to think about how we're going to do episodes that aren't all titled something about Jordan Walker. <laughs> but to, in all honesty, no, there's not really anything else. Um, not, not really. Everything's just going to be Jordan Walker at this point. Like the guy is just, he is exceeding everything that you could have even imagined him doing at this point. And it's incredible to watch one great for him. Like that guy, he seems like a great dude, but also great for the team. Um, maybe Mosaic's like, man, he's not making this decision easy for me. So I'm excited to see how that develops. But other than that, there's really nothing going on that I think is of note. I'm glad we shout out Jake Woodford because he was the guy I kind of wanted to talk about today because I did think that what he did was really impressive. Yeah, I wanted to hit on him too. And like I said, I, I when we didn't want to spend as much time on all the other pitchers. Like we don't know. So we're not going to come on here and try to act like we have any idea what we're going to get from Stephen Matthews, Jordan Montgomery, and Miles Michaels. I mean, I, I think we know with Miles and, and Jordan, but we were like, pitching is so hard because you don't know. Like, that's all you can say. It's, it's like mean, the NFL it's draft. Volatile. You don't know. Um, My one question, I guess we'll end it this way, this this profile part of this episode. Do you, do you expect us to be in a starting pitching crunch by July again? I think, I mean. To the level of the last two years where it's been like, need pitching or this team is going to miss the playoffs. No, no, I don't. I don't think so either. And I also think that I think that's because of Jake Woodford. I think that's because of Palante. I think that's because of Libertor. I think that's because of um, your boy Dak. Like I, I, I know you hate him, but I'm just saying, I don't think there that. is some depth. I think there is some depth there. I don't hate him. I does hate give us a little bit more protection. Also, like, do you think, let me, I just, I know what I want to ask you before we get out, stop with the pitching. Do you think Zach Thompson ever becomes a starter in this team? Or do you think he is just a bullpen guy now? And that's what he's going to be for the rest of his career. I think they found what he's good at and what he's good at is being a reliever. So I don't, Okay. I think maybe he'll get a chance next year. Because I do think next year we might get in a situation where they have four spots locked up and they're going to say, okay, young guys, someone go get the job. And then maybe they give him a chance in spring training. I can see that happening. But for this year, I, I think he'll just be a bullpen guy the whole year. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you need to talk about with the Cardinals? No, I'm good. Uh, wanted to give a little shout out to our guy, Mike Godar. I know he's probably in a little having a rough night tonight. Uh, also, shout out to Jim Beheim for what a career. Legend retired yeah. after the game today um what a terrible way to lose also wake forest hits a shot at the buzzer to beat you you had the upset ruin um that guy has been a staple in my college basketball life like he has always been on the sidelines for syracuse it's like coach k it's like roy williams it's like i mean fill in the blanks you can go on down Izzo. you go on down the line with all of those guys uh legend of a career legend of a human what a job he did at Sy- putting syracuse basketball in northern new york on the map yeah, I mean, obviously he had he had a really, really great career, and he's right up there with those guys, like you said. Um, maybe not to the level of Coach K, but like in terms of legend status, he's right below him, probably. Yeah, so, and that's yeah, so great defense, career. man. That's I mean, so it's hard to think just... like like you won't ever think about. I mean, he you won't ever think about Syracuse basketball and not think about him. Like, there's nobody else no, you think of. No, like it's no. just a bad I still player. think like whenever I see UNLV go across, I still think of Tark from back in the early 90s. So I'm always going to definitely think of Bayheim, no doubt about it. Um, All right, let's end with a mailbag. We haven't done one for a few pods. And we've had, thank you, first of all, for all the comments. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, As you're watching, if you hit that little subscribe button on YouTube, thank you. Once again, to all of our Apple and Spotify and and Amazon and Anchor and Google and whatever else you're listening on via the on the line, we greatly appreciate you. So thank you for that. Uh, This has been a blast. Like we... You guys have made the success that we're starting to have so much more fun because of you guys, the, the comments, everything. You can find us right here on our on our uh, Twitters. Obviously, yeah. you can find us on Facebook. We have an Instagram that we don't use, so don't even, like, don't go yeah, there no. looking for content. I don't get on but it, so you don't. A lot of content. Been, I've been trying to put a lot of content out on Facebook. You've been putting a lot of content out on Twitter. I feel like we're starting to do a little teamwork here. Yeah, teamwork. You're, you're pulling your weight on Facebook. 
uh, hey, I'm about to start a job. I don't know what you want me to do. Okay, I'm a full-time student. <laughs> you didn't say anything about my St. Patty's Day hat. It's backwards. I can't see it very well. Yeah. Better? Yeah, I like it. All right. It looks like I didn't know they made St. Patrick's Day like spring training hats. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's when St. When do you when the fuck do you think they're playing spring training or St. Patty's Day games? Well, normally the hats for the the green hats I see are like just normal STL logos. Bro, you're too. They much. are. That's true. Just spend time um, over here. Uh, okay, let me just go through a few. I'm not going to spend all the time, but thank you again for all your comments. We greatly appreciate you. If we don't read yours, it's not because we're mad at you. So please understand that. Keep commenting. We love it. Um, uh, from Jeremy, hey, guys, lost my father last week and watching. This was uh, a week ago, so it's been two weeks. Uh, really enjoy watching your relationship. is awesome. I love Cardinal Baseball and love to deal with you, uh, to chat with you guys about ball. Jeremy, we greatly appreciate you. We are so very sorry for your loss. Um, what Caleb and I get to do. Like, I, I don't take it for granted, even when he tells me to stop and when he yells at me. Like, I, I cherish I do not yell at you. And I, I absolutely love every minute of it. And this is what we've done since he was a little kid. That's why we started this podcast um, for guys who are out there listening. Uh, the relationship between a dad and a son, for many of us, baseball, very powerful. So sorry for your loss, but thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And there's nothing I can really add to what you just said. I, I echo the sentiments that you, that you gave. Yeah. John Rapp, is this team deep offensively? Oh, yeah. This team is deep. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, they are. Love that. Um, speaking of which, it. while we're talking about Miles Michaelis today, um, giving up one run with nobody out. Right. All not right. Good. Well, there, that's there not we, good. That's, you said right like it was good. It's not a good thing. There we go. All right. All right. Um, our, our resident crossbow guy, Daryl Dixon. Uh, we have we have a lot of uh, position player depth, but I feel like we are lacking in pitching depth and quality. I'm surprised we didn't trade for an ace or a number two pitcher. Donovan has been lifting weights. Well, we see that paying off, by the way. Um, and then it's hard to not get excited over Jordan Walker. We greatly agree with that. Um, I think the fact and we hit on this a little bit, there wasn't a lot to trade for. Like the one big trade in baseball for a pitcher who would be a one-two guy was Pablo Lopez, who got traded for He's the batting a one or two either. Well, I agree with that, but that's what Cardinal fans thought he was Cy Young. So, He's not better than Miles Michaelis. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying from the perspective of outside in our fan base, I, there weren't trades. Like there weren't those guys that were out there. You, they weren't going to sign the big contracts. Everybody points to Rodon. I, I still go back to the fact that it's hard to deal with the fact that Rodon wanted to be in New York. So I, you would have had to outbid something fierce. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that. and also – um, I don't agree that they don't have depth. I think that's where a lot of this gets confused sometimes. They have depth and they have solid quality arms. The thing that people should be angry about, or not angry, I guess, I bet concerned is the word I'd use, is that they don't have top-end starting pitching arms. That's the problem. I don't think they have a bad rotation. I don't think they have they lack depth. I think they have depth and they have a decent one. They yeah. don't have the guy that you're like, give him the ball game one, and he's going to go, and he's going to win us a game. Like, look at the last two World Series. I mean, the Cardinals have had that guy, right? They had Chris Carpenter. But also they've had guys step up, like Jeff Weaver in 2006. If you can have guys like that, you can have guys step up, and maybe that will happen, and that's how you win a World Series when guys perform to a level you don't expect. But I do think they have depth. I just don't think they have the guy that they need. Right. Um, if they do, of, he has to prove it, Jack. Multiple comments on here about my wear, about my T-shirts. Um, and a lot of people very excited that I was wearing black and gold Mizzou shirt a couple of episodes ago. Let me explain this very carefully. Uh, Caleb goes to U of I. I am a U of I supporter. I live in New Orleans now. I am also a massive LSU supporter. D. Pagel going to give me all types of shit because I also root for North Carolina basketball. But here's what I will tell you. All right. I am not a Mizzou fan. One of my former baseball players, Johnny Wags, shout out to him, got me that shirt. He goes to school there. A lot of my former students go to Mizzou. I have an ornament that hangs on my tree every Christmas from one of my golfers who played for me. Uh, shout out to Hannah. She got that for me. Th that is much more sentimental. That's why the shirt was there. I probably will never wear that shirt on air again. Don't. Or and then let me, well, let me explain gross. this. Okay. So let, then it was like better than the Bama. Let me explain that. That is from my niece. Let me explain the Bama shirt to you. Notice my he niece. hasn't worn an Illinois hoodie <laughs> or anything. You haven't bought me one. His son goes to Illinois. You haven't bought these me random one, people. Dude. They bought me people. one. They got it for me. <laughs> I have a Greenville baseball. Former player playing at Greenville. Got me okay, a shirt. Let's get on with this. God damn. Anyway, uh, my niece goes to Alabama. She got me the shirt. Shout out, Taryn. Um, went to a bar to watch a Saints game. Forgot I had said Alabama shirt on. 
bar we go in that people are usually very nice to me. They were not nice to me when I walked in there. One guy said, you might as well fucking wear a Georgia shirt. That's what he said. Didn't even realize what shirt I had on. Look down, Alabama baseball shirt on in the middle of an LSU crowd watching the Saints game. It did not go well. Today, went to try to sell my car, getting rid of my car. Uh, the ladies tell me, hey, if you come back, make sure you put an LSU shirt on. Never wearing the Alabama shirt again. Stop wearing it. You're not even an Alabama yeah. fan. Why are you wearing it so much? I, again, They're Actually, part it, of that pisses me off. <laughs> Cause I fucking hate Alabama, and so do you. Why are you wearing? Res- respect to my niece, man. Respect no, to my niece. No, fuck that. Um. All right, Chris Widener, uh, just found your show excellent. Your description of the frustration for Burleson and uh, Gomez is palpable. Wishing we had traded for a few lefty arms or signed Chafin. I was on board with Chafin all the long. It just he got. I mean, the the reliever deals were very high. But not year. even his though. It's just that was weird. There must have yeah. been something going on. Yeah, because I wanted that he to, fell I, to I, Arizona. I was on the Chafin train for a long time. The fact that he fell to Arizona's lap for one year in a second year team option, like yeah. something must have been amiss there. I don't know yeah. what it was. Also, by the way, thank you, Chris. We appreciate the nice words. Um, yeah. Michael has two runs, by the way, in the first. Oh my. Carl K, man, this is a fun team to watch or to talk about. Great job, guys. Thanks for the air candy. Thanks for the air, ear candy. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, Bush Hog, what a name. Bush Hog, fantastic. We need to have a beer with that that's guy. Your, that, that's, that's your stripper name. Dude, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what, you, what goes on in your mind. This is why you sit in a fucking jail cell all day. <laughs> appreciate the episode. Entertaining chat. Go Cardinals. Bush, we're on board, buddy. We're on board. Also, he did spell it not like the beer, just so you know. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. That's what I was hoping for. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, here we go. I want to get to this because I wanted your answer here. Uh, from Ryan Gray. Ryan Gray has been a great commenter. Thank you, Ryan. We appreciate you. A uh, quick debate here. 100 at-bats off DeGrom with a full defense behind him to get a hit or 100 possessions versus Giannis starting at half court to score a, score a bucket. Which one is more possible? I will tell you right now that I am 49. I'm overweight, but I can still shoot a basketball like no other. So I will take a chance in 100 possessions because I am not hitting Jacob to ground. Yeah, how many chances was it? 100 each? 100, yeah. Um, I have no chance against Jacob to ground, so just throw that one to the side. Here's I, I think it's Giannis, and it's not even close because I think I can just throw up shots from half court, and I can and make one. Fall. I'll make fall. one. Like, yeah. I, like, if you give me, like, 20 half court shots – like I'll make at least two of them. Yeah, uh, our guy Blake don't 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 even don't even make a comment about Blake. Uh, You're the one that keeps again. bringing that you up because screwed it up so many times. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, kind of went two jerseys now. My old number and maybe a hard number nine if I can find Blake. Don't 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 like we appreciate that by the way but dude you're a better human than hard that. Get number your nine. name and your high school number uh do not get a hard nine on although we great hey if if i am at bush stadium and i see that i'm buying you a beer just so you know hard, but don't hard, do it hard number nine is also your other stripper name well i mean maybe <laughs> yeah um yeah i i don't know i don't people would probably think something different if you walked around in a jersey that said hard on the back Nine. Remember, remember the office episode where uh Packer has the vet and it says, Well hun, and and Ryan says, Are you a William Hun fan? And he goes, Why do yeah. people keep asking me that? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. what I thought about with that. Um CJ is awesome. We think so too for your comment. Thank you so much. Cardinals have so much offensive depth, and the pitching is on its way too. That's what we just talked about. CJ, you read our mind, buddy. We read you read our mind. Um now Damon. I'm not even going to try to pronounce Damon's last name. It looks maybe like it's French or something like that. And I'm still learning that language down here while living in Cajun country. But simplify the problem. Trade Carlson or Gomez for a great relief pitcher. I'm not doing that. Well, I'm not trading either of them for a relief pitcher. That's just me, though. That should be everybody. I'm sorry. I, I get – I actually, I don't even get this one. I'm sorry. I you Dylan Carlson's value is not equal to the value of any reliever in baseball. And let any reliever in baseball. Look, if you want to know why I think that, go look at what the Brewers got in return for Josh Hader. And it was not a Costco trolled 24 year old outfielder who's a year removed from a third place rookie of the year finish. Yep, agreed. Uh, Daniel Harmon wrote us a really nice one. Uh, I never understood all the Flaherty ain't going to stay rhetoric. I'm pretty sure all the doubt is simply fabricated. It's not such. We agree. That's what mm-hmm. we talked about last time. It's like a lie that was told at a bar one night that spun out of control. Very good analogy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think he's perfectly fits the mold of what it is to be a Cardinal. He's tough nosed, proud, hardworking, and will only invest in winning. 
we, uh, I'm not going to read everything else you wrote, but it was all very nice. And he was on our, I, I couldn't have said that any better, dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Bird dog, bird dog popped up. You know, bird dog from high school. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's definitely an X factor. If he stays healthy, it will take the pressure off of everyone. He's got the arsenal to strike out a lot of guys, giving the defense a break. He'll go six to seven innings, typically giving the pen less workload. We, we are in total agreement. Yeah, I agree. Um, right, and let, then let last one. This. Okay. Last one. I was going yeah, yeah, to try to dictate everything. I'm not. I just saying I have nah. stuff I got to go do. I'm a busy guy. I'm not retired. You are your mom's son, I'm not dude. a retired 48 year old who gets 49. to sit around. I am 49 and I have you're, a job. Oh, you're welcome. I thought soon. you were a year younger. You're welcome. I'm about to start working on a golf course. <laughs> yeah, great. So I'm sure you're going to be stressed out. I'm sure the oh, stresses of your life are going to be unbearable. All right. Um, other than Goldschmidt, Arenado, uh, Edmund, Donovan, Contreras, nobody else has shown they can consistently produce. Hitting against major league pitching, maybe they will. But as of now, there are a lot more questions than answers. Uh, George kind of comes into – I appreciate all of George's comments. He is quite the skeptic, I think, on the St. Louis Cardinals of 2023. I, I, I understand what he's saying. I, I don't. am going – okay, go. I don't understand what you're saying because it's just wrong, for, for one. Um, Tyler O'Neill, 125 OPS plus last Correct. year after coming back from his first injury, was MVP candidate the year before. John Carson's been a rookie of the year, finished it. Those guys haven't proven they can hit major league pitching. That's not true. Um, Lars Newpar, for two months was Lars Newpar was, a, was good for almost as long as Brendan Donovan, so to throw one in there and not the other one doesn't make any sense. Um, we're going through, I mean, I don't know. And either way, and we're watching what, Jordan Walker. And anyway, right he named five guys. Like that's still <laughs> a good nucleus. And then the other guys are question marks, just so many of them. And what's it what dictates a question mark? Like, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand this. Like, is Tyler O'Neill a question mark? He needs to be healthy, but is he a question? Does anyone question his ability on the field? No. No, we talked. Does about anyone that. question like Dylan Carlson's ability when he's healthy? Like, I don't think yep. so. When he was healthy last year, he was great. So yep. I, I just ev- almost everybody. In all of Major League Baseball, who's writing about Major League Baseball has said the Cardinals are building something special here with their offense. It's the deepest offense in baseball. So yep. for people in the fan base to be so like down about it, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think a lot of people are that you have to. It's there. It's uh, again the show me state Don't for say a reason. That. I knew as soon as I had it, as, as soon as I had it queued up, ready to come out, I knew what your response was going to be, and that's why I had to say it. I, I, I hate that more than anything. The fucking show me state. Kansas City Royals are also in this state. Are they showing us anything? What does that mean? They're in Kansas, dude. They're not. They're not. That's what Kansas. our governor said. Oh, the Missouri governor, not our governor. He's not my governor, but that's what I think he said. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, like here's the thing. Um, if you if you're someone that is skeptical, fine. I get it. The Cardinals haven't won a World Series in 12 years. Oh my God, the biggest drought ever, except for almost every other team. Um, here's the problem that I have. Well, it's not almost it, every it, other team. There are I teams mean, it is about it. every other. It is pretty damn close. Like everyone's like, oh, it's been like the Yankees. The Yankees haven't won in 14 years. So right. shut up for a second. Anyway, I don't understand. I do not understand. What you get in that how, coffee you went to buy? I, I do not understand how you can see the amount of talent that this organization has cultivated offensively. Pitching, fine. You can be skeptical of that. I get it. We just talked about it. But offensively, if you don't appreciate what they have right now, then one, you're either not watching or two, you don't understand what you're watching. I don't get it. Wow, man, you just defended, I think, like, you just defended that, all that's of That's fine, and you know what? If you're offended by that, if you don't see the amount of young, promising hitters that we have that could all end up being, let's, honestly, all-star level producers, all of them, then you're just not watching what I'm Agreed. watching. I, you know how I feel, so you know. I don't want to attack George. No, say, thank you, George, but, for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. I just disagree with everything he said. So and I'm I'm sorry. That's why we do this so we can give our opinions. On agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, anything else you need to hit on for baseball wise with the Cardinals before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. I'm excited to see how the rest of this week plays out. Playing Nicaragua, Nicaragua tomorrow, which is cool. Um, we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. We'll be back on Tuesday to talk about Jordan Walker. All right. <laughs> All right. There you go. Spoiler. Another spoiler alert. Um, hey guys, as always, once again, thank you so much for everything. Thank you much so much for listening. Uh, tell a friend. We greatly appreciate when you do that. Hit that subscribe button. That's a good one. Follow our socials. That's I feel like uh, I'm waving traffic here, but those are all really, really, really good things. Also, Caleb hit on it earlier. If you are new to the show or you come in halfway through our player profiles, this is our 13th one. They're all available on YouTube. Check them out. 
All right. Mm -hmm. We are getting really good numbers, even like every day. Those numbers are flying up. That's because of you all. All right. So thank you for that. Uh, they're also on Spotify, Apple, all of those podcast platforms. You can find those. Uh, and they're, we did these profiles for a reason because like they're not just that day's news and then we're moving on. Like these are all things that we still continue to talk about that we've been talking about now for seven weeks. So also, like, I think it's interesting for us to be able to go back and see where we were wrong. Maybe we undervalued someone. Maybe we overvalued someone. We're going to be able to see where those lie. And we're not perfect. Our opinions may be stupid. If so, tell us. That's fine. I, I mean, I'll take it, but I'll disagree with you, but I'll take the, I'll take your, um, well, um, scrutiny is what I was going to say, but also leave a like if you, um, we don't ever really say that, but it'd be nice. It's nice to know how many people actually like the video. Like, absolutely. So if you like what we're doing, so just press the like button. We're all about kindness here on the hard It's free. And there is one person I think that dislikes every video still. And I will, I'll find you. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. It's like Liam Neeson. I will find you. I won't do anything to you. I won't do, I won't do anything when I find you. I will find you. Also, we do know. You know, I know. For those of you who do point out Caleb, if he does make a mistake in the last 13, we know for damn sure that if he gets it right, he's going to let us know. So there's that too. The problem is that I get everything. You have, I think so, on the other side of that white wall, you have all your things you say as receipts and you're crossing them off. No, I just like, have a very good memory um, and Billy I have Madison, to be right all the like time. Steve you're just mad, Dad, that you're never right, so you're never going to say that you're right. That's not my fault. Get more things right. You should have guessed Sandy Alcantara was going to win the Cy Young. You should have guessed Goldie was going to win the MVP. Here we go again. You should have guessed you J-Rod was going to be the rookie of the year. One, I mean, that's down. just... Those okay. are like those are like if I would have I should have placed bets on those like I would have made a well, lot of money. You're not old enough. <laughs> all right, give me two months. All right, um, almost exactly right. two months. Again, as always, thank you guys so much. Have an amazing weekend. Watch Cardinal spring training. Watch the WBC. Check out some other teams around the league. Um, we're getting to play everybody this year. That's one thing Caleb and I are working on is trying to maybe get some guys from all the other organizations to come on and talk to us about teams that we don't see very regularly. So you're going to see everybody this year. So watch those guys. Enjoy it. Watch the we WBC. will talk to you all soon. Evidently about Jordan Walker. Go Cards.